Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. People will always jump to want to talk about actions or solutions, because that's where our brains go. As, as humans, that's where we go. We want to act, we want to solve things. You have to take a step back, you have to define the problem together first, before you can identify those actions or solutions to that problem. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett, I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want to once more feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, where we're talking about how to harness the power of a strategy away day, given that we're working in times of rapid change. So I know that strategy away days get a poor rap sometimes. Most of us have been to good and poor examples of how strategy away days can be run and the negative that I hear most frequently when I'm talking to people about away days they've been to previously are that there's been a lot of talk and no action but I know that strategy away days can be a very powerful way of bringing governors and senior leadership together in schools in a way that they can really focus in on some of those strategic issues, explore outside the constraints of a regular governor's meeting, some of the challenges that a school is facing and explore ways forward together with governors and leaders working as one one kind of joined up team. So I know that these strategy away days can be extremely powerful. I also make sure that when I'm doing my away days with schools that we build in mechanisms to make sure that action has to follow the talk on the day. What I'm seeing at the moment is, however, that schools are feeling a little bit more stretched financially than they have done in recent years. We are working through a period of rapid change in our external environment. And so we know simultaneously that, firstly, schools need to be making solid strategic decisions. 
And therefore, I know that an away day might be a mechanism that can allow you to do that simultaneously with knowing that budgets are tight and therefore anything we're doing has to maximise the output of the, the end result of those strategic discussions. So I want you to keep listening, even if you're not considering a strategy away day for governors, because first of all, I'm focusing in my conversation today around governor strategy discussions, but everything I talk about is just as relevant if you're thinking about doing a departmental strategy session with your team. And secondly, even if you're really against the idea of an away day, or maybe we've just done one and it's not yet time to do another one, everything I talk about is actually highly relevant to all types of strategy development, not just the away day format that we often use. So many people have told me that this podcast helps them, which is great because helping people is why I create these weekly episodes. And I also hear from lots of people who need a bit more support. For those schools, I facilitate strategy away days for governors and leadership teams. I guide heads and chairs of governors through the creation and implementation of new strategic plans. And I lead regular one-to-one strategy advice calls with heads and directors of development. And the best part of my job is hearing from the people I work with that they're clearer about what to prioritise day to day. They're better able to lead change in their schools and they feel happier and more confident that they're making good strategic decisions. So anytime that you feel like you need a bit of extra help, just drop me a message so we can chat. You'll find my contact details at www.consultjuliet.co.uk. So we know that strategy away days work, or at least I know that they work. I know the schools that I work with know that they work. And yet it feels a little bit sometimes like it can be a bit of a luxury. Um, It feels a little bit like we can no longer justify that budget. But if we're going to be making really strong strategic decisions and then making sure that those decisions are being given the right strategic oversight from governors and senior leaders then we do need time for strategy. And the strategy day is a really compelling way of making sure that strategy doesn't get lost off your governor and senior leadership agendas. So how can we make the most of this format of strategy away days? I'm going to give you one key, simple piece of advice today. I'm going to give you examples. I'm going to give you some some, um, frameworks in which to think about that advice. But there's one key thing, and that is that you need to focus everything on identifying the problem that you need to solve as a school. Getting agreement on that key problem that you're solving and then focusing on solving it. Now, it sounds really obvious. It's like, yep, kind of strategy 101, identify the problem, solve the problem. However, this is something that I feel actually gets lost when people are talking about strategy in schools. They're often talking all the way around complex issues with multiple um, driving factors, multiple options, multiple solutions, elements of kind of culture and soft elements and things that you can't easily measure, combining it with elements of finance or academic results and things kind of hard measures that you can easily measure. It gets pretty complicated pretty quickly. So let's pair it all back and say the key thing you need to do is like have a shared understanding of the problem that you need to solve and then a robust way of solving that problem. So let me give you some examples of what I mean by this. So the example I want to give you for, for the first school I'm going to give you, obviously I'm not going to mention school names, clearly, but I do have specific schools in mind as I give you the examples of away days that I've run over the last couple of years. 
so this particular school came to me with actually quite a well-defined problem. They had four, five, five, I think, strategic projects that they had identified. And each of these strategic projects were related to the size and shape of the school, to different building projects that they could um, pursue, to different mechanisms for income diversification. And each of these projects had had a certain amount of work done on them to kind of collect the evidence, to assess the the viability of those projects and to understand how those projects could be um, solving the various different problems that the school was facing. But the main problem was that all of these five projects were interdependent with each other. They were kind of all tangled up. And so the decision-making process had got itself into a little bit of a circular um, kind of muddled situation whereby they couldn't make a decision on any one of these strategic projects because the other four of the projects were all interdependent on the one that was being discussed at any one time. And so they kind of got to a bit of a stalemate. So when they came to me, the aim of our away day was very clearly we need to validate each project to make sure that each project is is a viable option for the school. But then we need to spend some time identifying those interdependencies to identify all the different strands that connect those different five projects. And then most importantly, we need to sequence them. So they did have the the finances to pursue these five projects, but not simultaneously. And therefore they needed to, actually it wasn't just the finance, it was the leadership time it would take to pursue five big projects simultaneously, it just wasn't there. So we need to sequence them and think about, okay, strategically, what order do these things need to happen in? And how, if one of the later projects actually um, had interdependencies with the earlier projects, what were the ways that we could overcome some of the limiting factors about the fact that, that some of the earlier projects might not have the full outcome until a later project was enacted? So it was a pretty complicated kind of decision-making process. The outcome of that away day was that in the prep sessions, we structured the away day really specifically to give us loads of time to talk about the interdependencies. That was the key problem that we faced. That was the key thing where they hadn't had a shared understanding of those interdependencies. And what we managed to do by the end of that day that we spent together was lead the governors and the leadership team through a process which enabled them to have that sequencing decision, which then meant that the leadership team had mandate to move forwards on certain things more quickly than other things. But there was also a really clear sense of of a clarity around when and how the governors needed to be involved in each of those future steps for those projects. We kind of did a project plan timeline Gantt chart for what was going to happen when and when the governors needed to step back in and get involved at decision points for each of those five projects. Now that's an example of an away day which actually when I started working on it already had a fairly clearly defined problem which was that they had these five projects and they were trying to disentangle them all but actually the the defining moment of the prep sessions was when we identified okay so the key thing that's holding us back here the reason that progress isn't being made is those interdependencies that's the problem that's holding us back and it was at that moment it became very clear to the head and to eye okay this is the area that we need to be making sure we're spending most time on in the away day rather than discussing these projects discreetly as they had been in the past so sometimes as in that example the problem is relatively obvious it's fairly clearly defined in other examples and actually this happens in quite a lot of schools that I work with although I've got one school in mind as I explain this second example is that actually it's really not clear what the problem is and what I get presented with initially in my initial conversation with the head or with the chair of governors is 
a set of symptoms. People are kind of describing, well, this is what's happening. This is what we've tried to do to overcome this, but we're not making progress. Can you help us unpick what's going on here? So in the second second example, the school came to me, it was the chair and the head simultaneously came to me and said, look, we're getting pretty frustrated, to be honest, because governor discussions are going around in circles. Can you help us? And in that situation, what we had to do was actually, I think we did a couple of prep sessions for this one, because I had to really understand, okay, that's great. You've described some symptoms. Let's explore exactly how that plays out. After a couple of conversations, what we decided was the, the main problem was that the governors were jumping to advocate actions to solve problems that they had identified but which they hadn't necessarily checked that anyone else had identified the same problem or shared the same concerns that they had. In actual fact, what was happening was everyone was trying to solve different problems. And no one was talking about the problems they were solving. They were talking about the actions that they wanted to take to solve those hidden problems. So slightly ironically here, the problem was that there was no agreement on the key problems that needed solving for the school. And so what we did was we structured the away day with a fair amount of time for for facilitated discussion, but fairly open discussion. We didn't have a a very directed agenda of what are the key problems that we want to fix? What are the key challenges that we face the school? What are the key things that are going well that we want to harness and use those accelerators to drive us forward to delivering that vision? And we had all sorts of random things come up in that discussion. I think we we realised pretty quickly that we'd correctly identified the problem because random things were coming up in the conversation and different governors were seeing things from a completely different perspective. And that allowed us to, on the day, and, and in some follow-up papers as well from the head, to make sure that governors felt content that perhaps the problem that they thought needed solving actually either wasn't a problem at all was a fairly minor problem that actually wasn't the key thing that was holding the school back. And simultaneously, the governors felt that they had shared an understanding about what was the key problem that the school faced. Now, this was made particularly challenging in a way because this was uh, just towards the end of coming through COVID and the school had actually done really well through COVID. It was actually not facing massive challenges and therefore the strategy was mostly about continual improvement rather than massive overhaul and so the governors needed to feel confident that they were giving the school strategic direction even though the projects that were being undertaken were mostly general small improvements around the business as usual approach that they were taking because everything was going pretty well and that that was fine that that was a valid strategic approach for them so the outcome of that was after the away day so firstly the governors had a really positive away day experience. They had a sense of coming together in a way that they hadn't before, just in terms of aligning what they were thinking with each other. They felt they were a team a little bit more than before. But importantly, the chair and the head reported both in that conversation sort of about three weeks after the the away day, but then most importantly, my conversation with them a year later, they were over the moon and they reflected on the fact that the governor discussion since that away day had been much more focused, much more productive, People were really looking to solve the same problems, solve the same challenges that the school faced and that the whole year had been so much easier in terms of governance and leadership discussions than had previously happened. 
And the most important outcome for me was a happy head and chair of governors, because that's always a good sign of a content school. So I think that there are some various different threads and lessons that we can learn from this. And I think the most important one is that having a basic understanding that strategy away days are generally a good thing, so let's try one, is kind of where we were a couple of years ago, maybe five, six years ago. Most schools sort of occasionally had strategy away days, found that they were okay, sometimes good, sometimes not as good, depending on how facilitated and structured they had been in making sure that action happened after the day. I think we're evolving into a much more advanced understanding stage. It's almost like a second stage of understanding that actually it matters how you prepare for your away day. It matters how you structure the strategic discussions on that day in order to identify and solve the key problems that the school is facing. And facilitation skills are actually key to enabling that to happen. I think we're at that, most schools now, most leaders are now at that slightly more advanced stage of it's not just we do an away day because everyone else does them, so we probably should. It's much more nuanced than that. If we understand, we need to identify and solve the key problems. I think that's where schools, if you're struggling to make the most of away days, that's where you need to be to to really make the most of away days during a, a time of rapid change. There is actually a third stage, and that is a kind of mastery of these strategy days. And I think that some schools are getting there on their own. I'm assisting many schools to get there faster with, with help. Because what we need to be able to do on those away days is actually quite an advanced facilitation skill. It's facilitating a conversation when you don't know where it's going to go. You need to have an open enough mindset and agenda that you feel confident that you can navigate on the fly, adjusting your content, adjusting the timings, adjusting the approach that you're taking, whether you're using breakout groups, whole group discussion, how you're feeding back to the main group from those breakout groups and so on. Having the confidence to adjust that as you go, knowing that by the end of the day and then the end of the project, the kind of follow-on meetings after the, the day itself as well, you're still delivering on the outcome that you've set in advance. And that outcome that you've set in advance, can't prejudge the decisions. This is not about forcing governors into a set route that you identify in advance, but it is about identifying where you need the outcome to be so that it allows leadership, senior leadership teams, to take forward the projects that are being discussed with a really clear mandate and a really clear sense of of how and when they're going to be coming back to governors for further strategic oversight over the project that they're leading. So I think that slowly, slowly as a sector, we are moving towards that mastery stage of strategy away days being fully embedded into a annual process of strategy development and then strategy implementation oversight. And that during times of rapid change, actually, this is a key time to be bringing your governors back in, into a strategy away day to ensure that we are reassessing the external environment, reassessing the strategies that you have in place but we're doing it in a way which kind of harnesses that mastery of the facilitation of strategy away days. So some key takeaways from today. First of all, people will always jump to want to talk about actions or solutions because that's where our brains go. As as humans, that's where we go. We want to act, we want to solve things. You have to take a step back. You have to define the problem together first before you can identify those actions or solutions to that problem. Second key takeaway, I think, is that facilitated strategy away days are really powerful, both to identify and solve problems, and that in 
times of rapid change, of really tough external market conditions, this is when we have to really employ that mastery technique around facilitating these strategy away days. So once you've listened to this episode, if you're keen to do a strategy away day and you want to do it solo, that's great, no problem. There's actually an episode that I did a little while ago now called Strategy Away Day's Eight Top Tips. That's going to help you to structure your away day. I'm going to put a link to that episode in the episode notes here so that you can go back and listen to that if you're thinking about doing a strategy away day and facilitating it internally. If, however, you're thinking that actually, given the challenge that we're facing in terms of the market conditions, in terms of Um, inflation in terms of cost of living crisis, all of these things that are happening in the global economy. And you want to have a conversation about me facilitating your strategy away day that's coming up, then please do contact me. I'm always happy to do a completely free, no obligation, 30 minute call with anyone who's thinking of exploring a facilitated strategy away day. And my contact details are in the episode notes as well. So that's it for this time. Fantastic. I hope this has been helpful. I love to hear your feedback. So do get in touch with your thoughts on today's episode. I'll talk to you again next time. Bye bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.